This inspiring message comes to you from Impact Church in Kingston, Ontario, where we are committed to living like Jesus and loving like Jesus. It is our prayer that this message blesses and enriches your life. Okay. Well, good morning. morning. Wow, it's great to see so many new people. Isn't it good to see so many new people? Amen. Um, As Pastor mentioned, uh, I have two books. One is called Transitions of Life, and this is really about change. Anybody ever gone through change? Uh, Anybody going through change? Anybody want to go through change? Um, this is, I, I went through change about four years ago, four or five years ago, to kind of get me to where I am today, and uh, traveling and going all over the world, and uh, I, it's kind of a little bit of my journey, uh, some, some emotions that you go through in the midst of change, and probably more importantly, the decisions that you need to make to get you to the next stage. And, you know, a lot of times, sometimes change comes into our life, and it's because uh, God is trying to get us to another level. And so we have to be careful what choices and decisions that we make in the midst of that. And then this is a book I wrote to uh, last year called Say Yes. And uh, I found that if you're going to get anywhere, you've got to say yes to certain things. You also have to say no to certain things. And a lot of us, we don't say yes to the right things and we don't say no to the right things. And we've got to be able to say no. So, for instance, some of us, we have to say no to negativity. We have to say actually no to certain people in our life. I found in my own personal life there were people I had to say no to because they just weren't in my court. You ever had somebody who's not in your court? They smile at you, they say they are, but they're not. They're saying things about you or saying things to you to discourage you from getting to where you need to be. And so you have to say no, and then you have to say yes to certain things. So like, here's one, you have to say yes to your identity. God has an identity that he wants everyone to walk in. And you have to say yes to that. When you say yes to that, all of a sudden it's like doors begin to open and you begin to... Uh, walk into a satisfaction of what you were actually created to be. So those are available. Um, I said to my wife, I think by now we've paid off our son's wedding. So any books I sell this weekend, I may be able to take you out to McDonald's. No, just kidding. All right. Well, it's an honor to be with you guys again. My wife would have loved to have been here, um, but she's a busy lady, and um, she was required to be at home. Um, I, I want to say thank you uh, for your support of my ministry, Speak Life Canada. Uh, I don't know if you really understand it, um, but it has helped me to go to eight nations this year. Uh, I'm going back to Japan. I leave for Japan on Thursday for 10 days. I've got 10 days of ministry, and I think I'm speaking 14 times in those 10 days. So it's going to be a busy, busy trip. The nation of Japan is in need of God. And so they want me to come in and just stir some things up and uh, challenge some people. So I'm excited about doing that. And it's because of you guys helping and supporting and and, uh, doing the things that you're doing to help me go to the nations. As Pastor mentioned, I've got 17 nations that I can go to next year. I've got invitations. I'm just trying to figure out my calendar. And I've got some investor meetings coming up uh, um, with some people who have a lot more money than I do, that believe in me, and so I'm believing that they're going to help uh, get me to the nations, particularly Asia. You know, uh, 
we're all prophetic people here that are, are attend this church. And one of the things that happened to me at the start of this year, actually on New Year's Eve, I was texting a friend and I was kind of just texting a thought to him. And he texted me back. He says, hey, I believe Asia is going to open up to you this year. I was like, cool. He didn't know this, but I'd already had a trip planned to Japan and Laos and, uh, and I was going to Singapore and Cambodia. So I was already going to those four places. But as I went into Singapore this year, I met uh, probably, uh, I'm going to say probably upwards of about 30 different businessmen who uh, I, I met one of them, I eventually ended up meeting his partner who belonged to a group that plants churches all over Asia. And so they, we sat for lunch, and we just talked about strategy on how to get me to all of those nations. So it's really cool to see what God's going to do. But you don't want to hear about me. Um, this morning, I want to just share a couple of quick thoughts with you. And uh, I want to title this message, Jesus the Prince of Peace. And I want to talk to you about Jesus the Prince of Peace. You know, at the, any time, we're, we're actually going into uh, a period of time now. We've already experienced Thanksgiving. The Americans got it wrong. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they're coming into their Thanksgiving. And in the midst of, the, psychologists say that in the midst of this time, from about November till really the new year, it's actually a time where more people take their life than at any other time of the year. That the whole Christmas season actually isn't a really good season for a lot of people. One, because they, they don't really have family in some cases. Family time was never really a good time. Anybody been there? I mean, I, I, my, I, I was raised as a Christian, but there were moments in my, in my life growing up where I didn't really enjoy Christmas. Just to be really honest, one time, I, I could say this because uh, I'm over it and my parents and I have talked about it. My parents one time, I think they were trying to humor us, but my brother and I, they gave us this box. And so in this box, it was so heavy, we couldn't figure out what it was. We were like two little kids trying to figure it out. We were picking it up and, you know, shaking it. You know, kids do at Christmas, right? And um, my parents, I think, were doing it as a joke, but it, it, it made an impact on me where I had to literally, it took me numbers of years to get over this, but finally on Christmas Day, we, we go downstairs, we open this box, and it's like, yeah! And in the box were two bricks. And so, and then on this note, and then the note said, um, this year you guys have been, have been bad, so this is your gift. It was sad. But I'm okay, really. I just... You know, so yeah, no, just come and heal me. <laughs> Thank you. I'm okay. But and then and then like two minutes later, like they said, look up on the tree, and on the tree was this card, and they said, go downstairs, and so we ran downstairs, and there were two bikes, ten speed bikes, and 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 so it was awesome. We got these bikes, and then like literally like three weeks later, they were both stolen. But, but, but I, and I've kind of processed this through because we, yeah. <laughs> um, because we didn't value them because we had been so impacted by the bricks. And so literally for a number of years growing up, Christmas was not a good time for me. I didn't like getting gifts. I gave gifts, but I did not like getting gifts. I didn't want to be around that season. And even as I became a Christian, I didn't like Christmas. 
Everybody's saying, you got to like Christmas because it's the birth of Jesus. I'm like, no, it's not. It's brick time. <laughs> like, that's how I was thinking, right? You know, just bricks. And so it, there was no peace in my life at that moment. And so I had to come, come to grips with that and let God deal with me. So I want to talk to you a little bit about peace and Jesus being our peace. And more than any other time, uh, people's peace can be stolen and taken. Let me read you some scriptures. One is called, in the, in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah verses 9, 6 to 7. It's, this is talking about Jesus. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of his increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from the time forward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So it's talking about Jesus being the prince of peace. And then another verse, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace. And not of evil, but to give you a future and a hope. Do you know that right now, God is actually thinking about you, and his thoughts are not, I don't like those people. His thoughts are actually good thoughts. They're thoughts of peace, and they're thoughts of joy and a future and a hope. God wants to give us a future and a hope. And so, more than any other time in this, at this stage we're coming into it, is a time where people don't actually live in peace. They live in anxiety and frustration, and, and uh, it's not a happy time. It's not always a moment. They experience a lack of peace in their significant relationships. For a number of years, I did not have peace with my mom and dad over that situation. And, uh, you know, we talked, we've talked it through, you know, lots of years ago, and, and uh, they were doing it as a joke, and, and uh, it was not a good joke. So, parents, I would not recommend that as a joke for Christmas. Exactly. Okay. Have you ever had moments where peace just seems to evade you? Like all throughout your day, you're, 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 you're just, there's, you just get anxious. Sometimes it's on the highway when you're driving. Uh, sometimes it's that person who's, you know, saying things or irritating you, and peace just kind of evades you. Well, you know, and, and you might have degrees of anxiety and degrees of frustration. Well, I, I believe we all can have something in our lives that wants to steal our peace. Everybody. And again, let me give you a couple. Many things can happen, like you could lose a job, uh, maybe have a health scare, um, maybe there's just some family issues that are going on. That's, it's not all hunky-dory. Um, what about relational strain between your spouse and you or maybe your kids and you? It just kind of, you know, it doesn't create peace. It's, it actually creates a little bit of unrest or anxiety. What about some financial issues? You know, you, you're saving for that trip and then all of a sudden the car breaks down and, and then the dog gets sick and... People spend a lot of money on their pets. I'm not a pet lover, but people spend a lot of money on their pets. You know, that it's like, it's a, it's a hundred million dollar industry. They spend a lot of money on their pets. 
Well, the Bible states, the Bible actually states that the, there's an enemy who is seeking to bring chaos into our life. Aren't you glad you don't live in America? Like, there's a whole chaos thing going on there, right? Like, a couple days, someone's going to elect, get elected, and 50% of the nation do not like that person. I mean, literally, that's what it almost is coming down to. It's going to be a crazy thing. I'm glad I'm not an American. I have lots of American friends who are living in, like, they're just upset. I'm like, hey, like, you got to figure out who's in control of your life. Like, regardless of what you think, God can still be in control of your life. Can I hear an amen to that? So here's the three, there's three levels of peace in the Bible. And I want to just share them with you. The first one is this scripture, and it's found in Romans 5 verse 1. Listen to the scripture. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. Can you say with God? Peace with God. Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Another version, another uh, uh, Bible verse in Isaiah 32, verse 17, 18, it says, And this righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in safety, quietly at home. There will be at rest. In other words, There is a peace with God that has to be the foundation for all other forms of peace. You can't have other forms of peace if you don't have a peace with God. In fact, in a nutshell, just give you a little bit of what the Bible says, is that before we came to Christ, before Jesus came onto the earth, the Bible says that we were at enmity, or we were, we, God was angry at us, and, and we were kind of distant from God because of our sin. And so there was an angriness and, and a distance, be, there was no peace. But because of the sacrifice of Jesus, because Jesus came, gave his life, automatically we now can have peace with God. So that's the first level everybody needs to have. We have to have peace with God. If you're here today and you're saying, well, you know, like I believe in God, but I don't really know this Jesus. Well, you can't really have peace with God until you invite Jesus into your heart. And it's very simple. It doesn't have to take a big thing. It's just a matter of you giving up your control. See, the people who are laughing understand that that's really true. You have to give up control. Because you have to give up control because you've got to put your life in the control of somebody else. And the one who is the one who can create all things can give us the peace that we need to walk with him. So peace with God. Then the second piece is, is a really cool piece. Listen to this. It says in Philippians chapter 4, it says, and the peace of God. Can you say peace of God? So there's a peace with God. In other words, you get your relationship with God sorted out. And when you invite Jesus in, he recognizes through Jesus' work on, on the cross, you're okay. We, we, we can have relationship now. But then... He wants to give you the peace of God. He wants to give you his peace. Listen, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, a couple other different versions say this. 
the New Living says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Now, I can tell you this. There have been moments in my life where I've been in the midst of a chaotic situation where I feel pressure from every side. It could be a work situation. It could be a relational issue. Pressure from every side. And I feel at peace. It doesn't matter what's going around me. I'm at peace. It goes beyond my understanding. I'm at peace. I, I, I'm at peace. I remember the day... Literally, I, I, was, I was pastoring, and my dad was dying, and another lady in the church was dying. She was like our greatest volunteer. They were both dying of cancer at the same time. And I, I literally would get a call from her at 3 in the morning. She's hallucinating. I would run down to the hospital. I would visit with her, pray with her, and then I, I'd go and visit my dad. And my, I'd be in my dad's bedroom. When, and it was literally like that for days. But in the midst of all that, in the midst of emotionally going through that, I had such a peace. I can't explain it. It's just, it goes beyond your own understanding. Some of you have experienced that peace, and you try to get people to understand, but it's, it's beyond understanding, the peace of God. Listen to another version. It says, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. The peace of God. It's a peace of God in life's perplexing circumstances. That in the midst of all kinds of crazy stuff going on, you can live in peace. You can, you can have the peace of God come into your soul and into your spirit, into your mind, where all of a sudden it doesn't matter what's going on, you're you're okay. You know you're gonna get through. It's like that little, you know, the Jamaican, every little ting is gonna be all right. You just know everything, every little thing is going to be all right. There's just something deep in here. You know it. It's called the peace of God. It, listen, it's a peace that goes beyond all our thoughts and reasoning, and it guards our hearts. It actually becomes a form of protection so that the things that would want to hurt us, the things that would want to defeat us, the things that want, would want to take us down, the peace of God guards us. It protects us. John 14, 27, just before Jesus is actually about to descend and he's going to back, go back to his, his, um, his father, he's talking to his disciples and it's a pretty complexing time. He's about to leave them. And this is what he says. He says, peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you. I don't give you it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. Another version says this, I am leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you, peace. I don't leave you the way that you're used to being left. Watch this. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset, don't be distraught. See, the peace of God is a peace that you never feel like you're being abandoned. You never feel like you're uh, just kind of Push to the side. The peace of God working in your heart gives you this sense of someone is with me. 
I may be going through the toughest time in my life, but somebody is with me. Are you with me this morning? You hearing what I'm saying? And then, then the third piece is what really is called, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's called the peace on earth. So watch this. The peace with God is a spiritual experience. It's an experience spiritually that everyone needs to have. Some would say you have to be born again. You have to invite Jesus into your heart. It's a spiritual experience. And then when we talk about the peace of God, it's an emotional experience. It's where God comes in and he touches your emotions and he settles you. And, and in the midst of whatever thing, you know, I, I've been fired. Anybody been fired from a job? Okay, a few hands, right? We'll get in a corner and we'll cry for a moment. And, but listen, you can be fired and still have a peace. Your emotions are in check. God wants to put that into your spirit. And then the last one is a, what, what the Bible says, peace on earth. It's a relational experience. So spiritual, emotional, and relational. Now watch. Romans 12 verse 18, it says, if it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Colossians 3.15, it says, and let the peace of God rule your hearts, rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Now that, that word rule, we just, did anybody watch the, uh, the World Series? I mean, I was crazy enough to stay up for that last game. It was a great game. Probably one of the greatest World Series games. But the interesting thing is, the word rule is the same word where we get the word umpire. It's actually that. That's the definition. It's an umpire as a judge used in public games. It presides over everything and calls out what is fair and is not right. It's kind of an arbitrator and a referee. So what he's saying is, when you walk into the peace of God and you're living in the peace of God and you begin to extend that to others, peace rules your heart in relational issues. Peace says, this is how you should be handling this relationship. You can all get along because peace is guiding and ruling. It's the umpire it's saying, hey, 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 you're, you're about to get out here. I'm about to call you out because your, your emotions are getting too crazy here. You've got to love. You've got to forgive. Uh, you, you follow what I'm saying? Some of you are looking at me kind of strange. Okay. Listen, it, it's the idea, rule. To be in control of someone's activity by making a decision, to judge for someone, to direct a decision. Let the peace of God rule your heart. Let, let God's peace rule your heart in the way you handle your relationships. Another version of this verse in uh, Colossians 3.15, it's in the message. Listen to what it says. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other. Keep you in tune with each other. The, the peace of God keeping you in tune. And then he says this, in step with each other. Have you ever had relationships where you're one way and they're going the other or they're there and you're here. The peace of God keeps you in step with each other. You're in relational. Come here, buddy. 
It's all right. It's all good. I'm not going to embarrass you. Stand right here. Okay, so Hopefully. Jacob, right? Josiah. Josiah sorry. Um, so Josiah and I are in relationship. Now, we could have conflict. And he could walk over there. Just kind of take a few steps, Josiah. Well, there's, there's conflict. But the peace of God would say, hey, I'm going to come. Come on, we're going to walk together. Let's walk in step. And so if I'm going to walk in step with Josiah, peace says we got to figure out how we're going to correct that because Jesus wants us to walk together in tune, talking and thinking the same way. Thank you, buddy. Talking and thinking the same way. Now, I've been married to the same woman for 30 years, or 31 years. You don't have to, it's a, I know, I need a medal, but it's okay. It's all right, good. It's all good. No, it's okay. It's good. <laughs> she needs a medal. Okay. She needs a medal. Hey, we're at peace. It's all good. You know, it's just, well, listen, what I have found, to keep my relationship growing and, and successful, we've had to walk in peace together a lot. There have been things that have tried to come in and take our peace. We've had health issues. We've had deaths in our family. We've had uh, negative situations. People trying to say things about us. I mean, it has been relentless in 31 years. Plus, she's had to deal with me. And so, we made a decision. We're going to have a spiritual experience. We're going to get right with God. That's the first thing. Then... We're going to have the emotional experience. We're going to let our, the, our emotions get healed and let peace come in. And then, as much as it is possible with each other, we're going to walk together. We're going to let peace rule our lives. One of the greatest things that you could do with your life before you ever make a decision is never make a decision without peace in your heart. My wife and I, we don't make any decision with, until we both sense a peace in our spirit. And remember I said it's a peace that you can't understand? It goes beyond your understanding. You just know it. There's a peace there. Listen to what he says. Let the peace of Christ, uh, Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. Watch this. This is it. None of this going off and doing your own thing. Cultivate thankfulness. So one of the keys to developing peace is not doing your own thing, going off and doing your own thing, but cultivating thankfulness. I'm thankful for my wife. I, 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 we don't do things that are, you know, just kind of she doing her own thing, I'm doing my thing. No, no, we're doing it together. One of the goals this year is for her to start traveling with me on a full-time basis. That's our, our dream. Because I don't want to do this by myself. I want to I have her with me. The peace of God. Listen, it's a peace that requires a commitment to one another. It's a peace that requires that our, we, we say our relationship are going to remain strong. Keep in tune. Keep in step. Don't do your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? So this morning we talked about a relationship with God, a supernatural experience. You might be here today. You might have been coming here. You might be a guest. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of visiting. I'm a guest today, even though I'm kind of part of this family and uh, you guys are part of our lives. I don't know everybody here, 
There's a lot of new faces. So maybe you're here today and you say, I've never had a relational experience with God. I've never had that supernatural experience. I want peace with God. If that's you today, I want to give you an opportunity to just invite Jesus into your life. Invite him into your life. That, it's a very simple thing. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. I'm not going to make you feel awkward, like I'm not going to give you two bricks or anything like that. <laughs> I just want to offer you the gift that Jesus would come into your life and that you would have peace with God and that the result of that is that you'd also have the peace of God come into your life where you might be struggling with some situations that the peace of God... Understand something, listen. The Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Everybody wants peace and joy, but you cannot have peace and joy without righteousness. The effects of righteousness is peace. So you got to get right with God. You have to get right with God. Everybody has to get right with God. If we get right with God, then we have the peace of God. And then the peace of God can, can affect the relationships in our world. So that there's peace on our earth. In other words, not just peace on earth. That's a great concept. You know, like a, a, a pageant queen gets up there and says, I'd like peace on earth. No, no, no. It's peace on your earth, where you live. The world in which you live. God wants to bring peace to that. So here's, here's what I'd like everybody to do. If you could just bow your heads and close your eyes. I really don't want anybody looking around. Uh, if you're here today and you, you, you could honestly say, Gary, I don't have peace with God. I, I don't have peace with God. I, I could honestly say I've gone to church, but I don't have peace with God. And I would like some peace with God. You just put up your hand right now. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. Just put up your hand. And I want to pray with you. Nice and high so I can see it. So I can just see. Thank you, 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 thank you. Lots of hands going up. Anybody else? Just don't even hesitate. Just put up your hand. We're going to pray. Thank you very much. I, I see those hands. Anybody else? Nice and high. Don't, don't be afraid. This is in a moment where you can encounter God. And He could bring such a peace in your life that would just change you. You know what happens with our world is we try to substitute peace with things, relationships. We, we get into all kinds of drugs and activity. I, I was like that. That was my whole life. And uh, God wants, he wants to give us a peace that surpasses our understanding. Thank you for your hands. Anybody else? I just want to give you an opportunity. You want peace with God peace with God. Thank you. Thank you. I want everybody, if you would, this morning, would you pray this prayer? Those who lifted your hand, would you say this prayer with me? And what we're going to do, it's a very simple prayer. We're just going to invite Jesus to come into our hearts and we're going to ask him to come in and bring his peace. We're going to say, Lord, we're going to, we're going to ask you to forgive us of our sin because the sin is what separates us from God and we want to break that this morning we want to get that sorted out by inviting Jesus by faith we now have a relationship thank you for your hands say this with me Lord Jesus I come to you today I ask that you would come into my heart would you remove 
the sin in my life. The separation between you and I. Remove it. Come into my heart. Cleanse me. Help me to live for you. Help me to live for you. Help me to experience your peace. Help me to experience your peace. The peace with God. Peace with God. And the peace of God. And the peace of God. So that then I can have peace on earth. So that then I can have peace on earth. So that my world. So that my world could have peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to one of our messages from Impact Church. We hope and trust that this message encouraged you. If you want to find out more information about our church, check us out online at www.impactkingston.com.